Welcome to the Mujeron Podcast, a place for the modern Latina who is ready to get out of her own way and build the life she wants. I'm Sonia Alejandra, your host and the founder of Mujeron Movement, y juntas we'll explore the topics of self-development, entrepreneurship, community, and everything in between that empowers us on our journey to becoming the Mujeron of our dreams. Vamos a lograrlo juntas. Hola, Mujerones. Welcome back to the Mujeron Podcast. I'm super excited for today's topic. I have a super guest with me. And from the day I met her, I just connected with her and I saw myself so much in her as well. So please help me welcome multi-passionate entrepreneur, Jen Aguilar. Jen, thank you so much for being here today and to share some time and share your Mujeron story. I'm so happy to be here. Hello to all the mujerones. You know, I'm equally inspired by you, Sonia. So I'm thankful that you invited me on and I'm excited to chat. Thank you. So I see that you do a lot, Jen. And I think that's the first thing that kind of really, I was drawn to your page and you <laughs> as a person, your mission. So you have the HBIC shop and also the platform. And then you have Jen Contracting and Femme Decor. So tell me a little bit about all of the things that you do and just let our listeners know what it is that Jen is up to. Yeah, well, HBIC Guide is a platform that I built in order to share my entrepreneurial journey. And over time, it's definitely become a place where I not only connect with mujerones like you and HBICs like you, but also I've wanted to make it a place where we uplift each other and I can connect with like-minded women. You know, it's really hard as an entrepreneur. It can be a lonely journey, which at first it was for me until I started blogging my journey and I started finding people that had similar experiences and that were multi-passionate. And just in your day-to-day -day life, it's hard to connect with people that are like that because you're, you know, all tangled up in your day-to-day -day activities as an entrepreneur. So I've found starting an online community has been so beneficial for me. It's allowed me to learn from other women that can teach me more things that they're experts in and that I don't know about. And likewise, I'm able to offer them the same. And so that's what HBIC Guide has grown into. And I started making some merch that inspired me that I was able to be bold and say, hey, I'm the head boss in charge. You know, I'm not going to shy away from that. And I think a lot of people started connecting with that. And originally I was selling it through my online home decor boutique, which is Femme Decor. And recently I've actually decided that it's best to separate the two so that I can exclusively, you know, connect with women that are looking for that type of merch on the HBAC shop. So that's actually something that's new. And then I've always had my, or for three years, I've had Femme Decor, my online home decor boutique, which actually was born from my interest in remodeling and houses that started with my first business, Gen Contracting, which is my baby. That's my full nine to five. And as you know, running a business is more than a nine to five. A lot of the time you're up like till two. I remember when we first spoke, it was like 10 my time Eastern and it was late for you and it was dark already. And you were like, you know, I just came from the office and it was like eight and you were still working. <laughs> and so, you know, it could be more than a nine to five, but that's my main source of income. That is my baby. And we started that business with my father five years ago in 2020. It's five years. So yeah, that's that's what I'm up to. And it's a lot and it can get hectic. But 
days like today when I'm able to connect with people and, and see my vision come to life, it really makes it worthwhile. Like I think that it could get heavy. So it's important to find ways to make it worthwhile. So that's actually what I wanted to talk to you about today, working with your dad, building this business. I feel that a lot of people like us, uh, first generation Latino Americanos, are kind of going through the same thing, right? They grew up in uh, with entrepreneurial parents, maybe people that came here to this country, established their own businesses, and they kind of lived through that with their parents. Now, as we get older, we either decide to build businesses with them or we join in on their ventures and try to make it, you know, to the next level. So tell me a little bit about that dynamic when you and your dad decided to come together, join forces and start this amazing contracting business. Obviously, there's like different generations, different ideas. How has that been for you? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of Latino Americanos are risk adverse, you know, and so that was my first hurdle to get through because I was always someone that wanted to start a business. And so when I graduated college, my father was actually being threatened with being laid off. He worked in construction and he worked at the company that uh, was laying him off for 20 years. And so for him, there was a lot that he was thinking about in if they were to pull the trigger on laying him off. And so this was all happening within the time span of like three months. And they were from the time they were threatening him to lay him off to the time that we actually decided to pull the trigger on starting the business. I was graduating college. It was a hectic time. We didn't know how we were going to pay our bills. I was moving back in from uh, Richmond, which is two hours away where I went to college. So we were just trying to really understand where we wanted to go from that point. And I wanted, I had a vision. I said, hey, dad, you know, I can do the business development side of it. I can do sales. I can do the operations. And how about you go do what you're best at and what you love to do, which is the on-site labor. And he was just like, I don't know, running a business. Like, what if we fail? He, We're just a very risk-averse family. And I'm the one oddball, mm-hmm. odd sheep <laughs> that just wants to take risks all the time. So it was, it took me a good three of those months to convince him, let's do this. What do we have to lose? You're about to potentially be laid off. And when they finally laid him off is when he was like, well... I don't know if I should, you know, look for a job. I don't even know English that well to be interviewing. Why don't we just try it? So I think it was a combination of, you know, his nerves with what what the next step should be and me kind of just being pushy and saying, hey, let's do this. I know we can do it. You're so talented at what you do. I will figure it out. (laughs) So that's, that's where gen contracting was born. You know, I also had not much to lose because at the end of the day, I had just graduated. I know that I could fall back on my degree if I wanted to get an entry level job, let's say a year in if gen contracting didn't work, but I really just never let up and, and, and I wasn't going to allow that to happen. So I think that that's, that's how, that's how we were born. Yeah, I truly have to take my hat off to you because that just in itself, you pushing your dad, you know, to start this business, start this venture from nothing. It's not easy. In my case, for example, my dad, I mean, he wasn't ready for some risks that I would bring up when I joined his business, but I definitely saw how much of a risk taker he was initially because You know, he came out here and started this business and kind of just always worked for himself. And I think that's one of the main things that 
I really admire from my parents. It's like, yeah, they were working long, long hours. There were days that, you know, my dad would be home very, very late. But at the same time, there was days where like, hey, like, like let's pick up and go somewhere, you know, or going down to Yosemite or Vegas, because we lived in, in LA when I was little. But what is something that you feel has been the hardest thing for you guys to kind of really mesh those ideas and, and truly collaborate in a way where maybe he sees your vision and you as well see his? Yeah, well, I think that a lot of the time it does come to some of those bigger moves. I think we always agree on some of the smaller moves, like changing up, maybe tweaking something we do in a division or taking away a service in order to be able to provide for our main services more efficiently. We always agree on things like that, but it's on a lot of the bigger decisions, like let's go for a larger scale project where we find that we clash and some of those initial kind of differences between our personalities of being risk averse and being a risk taker on my end. That's where we seem to clash a lot at some of those um, decisions where, you know, there are decisions that could either take us to the next level or break us. And he's very good at kind of leveling me and bringing me back to earth with some of my, you know, over the top ambitions. A lot of the time can be over the top and he's able to bring me down. But at the same time, I'm able to take out of him some of those more risky moves that maybe he wouldn't originally consider or that are not natural to him. I'm able to make him see some of those things that are going to take us to the next level. And I think that we're able to merge where we kind of talk through it's really just about talking through and listening to each other I think that at the beginning it wasn't as easy as I'm making it sound now you know at the beginning when these conversations would happen uh there would be a lot of no like he calls me Jenny so he'd be like no Jenny like we can't do this like there's just no way like we're gonna fail we're gonna use all our capital and then we're gonna be like done for we're not gonna be able to continue we're not gonna be able to pay our staff and keep them on and I would be like no this is exactly what's gonna allow us to to keep our staff on this is exactly what's gonna allow us to bring more people on and be able to take on the jobs that I think we can handle if we do bring more people on and so that requires more capital and that requires getting more jobs that are going to pay us at a higher profitability so those are the th the types of decisions that where we where we kind of bump heads but that we've learned to kind of talk through as we've gone on and as our journey has progressed through these five years it's such an important balance and i think it's more important to really understand how important each of the people and the parties or whoever you're doing business with is so important right For example, with my dad, I feel like there's times where I'm just so sure of something and I tell him, no, this is the way it has to be. And then he comes back with like his experience, right? Because we, we think we know it all sometimes and like the experience overall, like they've been through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just amazes me how sometimes he doesn't even need a spreadsheet. Like he just knows things are there and it's just insane of how quick he is to solve those problems. I can totally relate to that because my dad, he's so sharp. And, and I think it does come through that experience. You know, they've been in these industries a lot longer than we have. And so some of those decisions or some of those things, skills of remembering certain things, my dad can remember what 
house he serviced or what renovation we did a year ago, exact address, exact name of the person. And I have to go in my records to see all this. Like, I, I don't remember things as sharply as he does. So that's something that I also have always, that, that's one thing that we've always had that mutual respect of one another. Like, I think that even though I'm younger than him, he's always shown me that respect. And so he's also always instilled in me the fact that you know, women can, you know, you can, there's never been a doubt in his mind that I could accomplish anything that, you know, I wanted and him instilling that in me made me believe that I could. And, and I think that that's the beautiful thing about it, that we've always had a mutual respect. I love that you bring up the age factor, right? Because I feel like a lot of times going into business, um, I don't know if you have any other family members involved, but in my case, sometimes uncles, right, or people that are really long family friends that are way older, obviously, than myself are involved in our business. And it can become very uncomfortable to have to tell your uncle, hey, you're actually messing up here, or you have to do this. How have you been able to manage that with your employees? Yeah, well, I can relate to that in that throughout when we've from when we began to now, we've uh, in a lot of instances incorporated our family members and and we've had to try things out with certain family members. And unfortunately, there's been times where that hasn't worked out because of things like differences in vision and also because of things like lack of respect. Actually, a big pivotal moment in my, I feel like, entrepreneurial career was being able to stand up to one of my male cousins who is older than me and is more closer to my father's generation and we had him working as a lead carpenter on a few of our projects for a time span of about six months and ultimately he was very stuck in his ways he's he's also somebody who's very experienced in the field of construction so we put a lot of trust in him but also there was that that difference where we had a vision and my dad a lot of the times has let me control that vision and control what is how how we're gonna go about things and so whenever you know I would bring certain things up to that male cousin he would be like what do you know like I've been I've been doing this for years and there was that lack of respect and there was that me having to stand up to him and 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 let him know you know we've built this business and we want you to be a part of it we think it can be something so big and we want our family to come up with us we want you to be a part of this but we also need you to be able to compromise and work together well and if we can't work together well then and if that respect isn't there then it's not going to work out and we're going to have to go our separate ways and ultimately we did have to go our separate ways and so then it becomes an issue of separating business and family yeah. and allowing allowing that business decision to move forward without it affecting that family tie and that family relationship so on top of the the age difference and the addressing each other and the respect and those kind of business issues it also is is a very delicate balance and dance between that and allowing it to affect family matters so it's it's been very difficult but we've been able to navigate it and we have a very good relationship with my cousin and we both i think agree that we're better off doing our separate things because we have different visions and ultimately you know if, if the vision doesn't align then it's not going to work out in the long term yeah this has definitely been a process for me starting to where we are today just remembering back to the conversations and sometimes having to not say things because of you know the respect of growing up with your elders and all of that stuff to now I definitely have a lot more say and I feel like I don't really hold back like I did before I really struggled with 
my dad really trusting me in really just allowing me to take decisions. Uh, I don't know if it happened to you, but I actually want to ask our listeners as well, if you guys can let us know if this happened to you, if you're going through the same thing. Uh, for example, my dad sometimes would butt in, right, when we would take command with our employees. And it's like they would come back like, no, wait, I talked to your daddy, me dijo que esto, you know, and that was really hard for me to be like, hey, you know what, if you're not going to trust me, then I just can't be here because then, you know, you say something, we say something. And for me and my brother, like that was something really hard. Did you ever go through something like that? Yeah, I did. I actually continue to do so. And so in... In those instances, so there's like, you know, that respect level, the respect is there, but then there's also that trust. Trust is another important pillar in the equation. And I think that, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, it's like, I have that mentality of, okay, this is my father and he's my elder. And so I trust him completely on whatever in his world, which is the on-site labor, the construction field. If, if he has something to say about that, I trust him completely because you know what? I don't have the experience in that realm. But if, if I've said something to an employee, that's going to ultimately make it make everything work better. And I've communicated that to him, but then he goes and says something different at another instance, then, you know, there's that, that trust. You have to trust me, father, that like, I have thought this through. I've talked to it about you. You cannot go and then do something and say something different because it creates chaos. <laughs> and I think that, you know, over time, kind of discussing that, that chaos, that chaos, it, it greatly affects company culture. You know, if, if there's chaos amongst you know what management is saying then the employees also get frustrated with the mixed messages and so those are some of the things that we've had to discuss that ultimately it affects the company culture so we have to agree and we have to trust each other when it comes to decisions that we are making and so that's a struggle that often happens and that creates a lot of frustration because ultimately yeah we're family yeah uh, i'm your daughter and yeah, I trust you in a lot of instances, but then that trust also has to re re be reciprocated for this to work. So I've, I've experienced that on multiple occasions when it comes to, you know, on-site decisions that we discuss and then he goes back on his word or, or there's some sort of miscommunication and then it creates chaos. So it's, it's best to just always be on the same page. I feel like my dad now, he kind of uses it to his advantage because I have come in and mixed it all up. You know, we we had to let go of people that just weren't cooperating or we had to change hours. We had to change the structure. And when people come up to him now and say like, Oye, pues, ¿por qué está pasando esto? Like, why is this happening or whatever? He's like, go talk to Ali. Like, she's <laughs> the one, like, she's the one that, you know, he's, it's kind of like, I can't really do anything because she's in charge now. And I have to kind of give it, give her her space to, to, you know, help us evolve and grow this company. And it has truly been amazing to see how slowly they've been able to trust my, my brother and myself with the business. And it truly has just been so incredible. And I'm sure you see it as well. I wanted to ask you about maybe uh, when you disappoint your dad, right? Because there's times where we're human, we either come late or we do something that didn't end up going well. How do you feel? Because for me, comparing it to having a boss before to now, it's my dad, he's my boss, but you know, at the end of the day, he's my dad. 
it hurts so much more when I disappoint him than when I would disappoint my boss and my previous job. How do you feel about that? I feel the same way. Like, I know I'm saying that I feel the same way, but I can relate to, to, to a lot of what you're saying because I think that, you know, ultimately your boss, it's somebody that you obviously, if you're working at, you know, for someone that you don't know and is not your family, then you know that if, if things don't work out, you don't have to see them. You, know, you don't have to see them every day. <laughs> but with your father or a family member, if, if you do something that disappoint, disappoints them, yeah, it does affect you a lot, a lot more. And, and I can relate to that because I feel like there's been times where we have maybe done some of those riskier things that I've suggested and it hasn't worked out the best. And there, there's been times where I've suggested, let's take this job. We're going to be able to handle it. And ultimately we're struggling to, to actually make the profit that we've allotted for it. Cause we're taking too much time on the project on our end. We're trying to satisfy the customer, but internally there's a lot going on that, you know, might not be for the best in terms of the business, in terms of the actual, like, being able to sustain after this project if we're spending way too much this happened a lot in the beginning where we would take on a job and i i thought we could handle it and we were having to spend more capital than what we were bringing in and so these were a lot of the big learning lessons but ultimately my father would be so mad at me he would be like i told you you know we shouldn't have taken this and it would honestly make me like upset like there was a lot of times where i had to you know be like, you know, I'm sorry, like, I'm gonna make it up, we're gonna, we're gonna make it work, we're gonna learn from this, and we're gonna be better off for it. But it was just, it, it's, it's, there's nothing worse to me, like, in my father and daughter relationship dynamic than disappointing my father, because ultimately, like, even from when I was a young age, he was the kind of dad that if I brought home like a C, he wanted a B or an A, you know, in, in my grades and in, in class. So I dealt with a lot of that emotion and there was a lot of times where when I got older I had to be like dad you know there's times where you expect perfection and while that has taught me a lot it's also kind of messed me up in the sense that I feel so bad when I don't uh, achieve that standard of perfection that my father kind of sets for me and himself like there's there's a standard of excellence and that helps our business a lot but also it's hard mentally as his child, as somebody who's working with him to deal with and, and to kind of just level myself. And sometimes I just have to let him see that, you know, I know, dad, that you're set in your ways, but we're not the same in a lot of ways. And, and there's things that I bring to the table. And one of those things is it's okay to mess up. And, and I tell my employees, you know, if you mess up, it's not the end of the world. We're going to fix it. Try your best. And that's, that's going to be good enough for me. And my dad's the type of person that's just like, no, standard of, standard of excellence, always standard of excellence. And so that's, that's, there's a disconnect there that we're always going to have to work through because it's just a matter of how he was raised and a matter of me being, you know, raised here in America where, where there is that, I feel like sentiment that it's okay to mess up. And, and, and I think I was taught that a lot in school, whereas, you know, the family in the family, it's like perfection, perfection, perfection. So I bring a different mentality than my father does in that, in that realm. And so it's, a, it's, a, it's a work in progress always. What are some of the things that you feel like you've kind of taught your dad? For example, my dad was a spender. Girl, he would spend. And when I first got there, he was using his business account as his personal account. And that for me, when, you know, and it's crazy to think back because every Christmas it was like, hey, here's $500, you know, like, 
just because you're my daughter, you know, whatever it is, uh, we're going to go shopping. And once I was in the business and I saw where the money was coming from and I realized that it was actually the business's money that he was using for those things, I was like, okay, first of all, we're doing Secret Santa. (laughs) Um, And my dad, it was such a shock for him to have to realize that he had to now get his own paycheck and the account for the business was completely separate. So it has been a struggle for him. And he it's so cute because he walks around saying, que mi budget, y que no me alcanza mi budget, y como la gente lo hace, you know? And in reality, like, bro, you don't have a budget, but okay. <laughs> You're just not spending from this account. What is something that you have encountered, something like that, where you have had to kind of check your dad or teach him a new way that has been really hard for him to cope with? Yeah, well, I mean, in construction, we require a lot of tools, a lot of tools, and and we have to go purchase these big purchases, these big tools that we need for our projects, especially as we grow and expand and get larger scale jobs. And my father is the type that he, he thinks that, you know, oh, we have we have something in the in the shed and we can make it work. We have something at the at the warehouse. We can make it work. And I'm like, Dad, no, we need this tool. Like so in in our circumstance I feel like it's the opposite he's very like I don't want to spend a cent (laughs) I if I don't have to spend it if I can make it work with some other tool I'm gonna do that and then it's just not it's not it's not realistic sometimes you do have to spend and I've had to teach him the concept of sometimes you have to spend to make money and then once again I think that I think in a lot of ways that's what allows us to work well together that we're opposite and we're able to talk each other into each other's mindset and come to a consensus of what needs to be done because I'm the type that it's like this tool is going to be an asset to our company if if I have to spend on marketing to reach more homeowners and 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 reach and get more jobs then that's what I'm going to do because I know and I see and I can see that there's going to be a concrete return on our investments whereas he just thinks you know spending isn't going to be good you know, it's gonna, it's gonna bank up, bankrupt us. Like if we're gonna spend, we're not gonna have enough cash flow. And so I've had to teach him that, you know, a lot of the times we do have to spend money, but it's all gonna, it's all calculated spend. It's all because it's, I know it's gonna, it's gonna give us a return. So Definitely. I remember the first time we were able to purchase the billboard and my dad seeing his business on that billboard, realizing that he was able to you know do something like that yeah that's a big moment that's awesome I can only imagine you know seeing all the years he's put into it and having his kids like come up with these ideas that are only going to make what he's you know built the foundations for even bigger yeah that's that's amazing and milestone for us what would you say has been the most precious advice that your dad has given you well, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm like a sap. Like if he gives me any compliment, I'm just like, I know how, how much it takes for him to give any compliments because he is that perfectionist and he is that, you know, person who, who he always has his head like on straight and, and he has all these big goals. And so whenever I, there's this one time where we finished our first project and we got our first check, he was just like, 
Gracias, hija, por, por, por haberme, you know, convinced me to do this, for convincing me to do this. Now we see our first paycheck and we're able to pay our rent off of a paycheck that we worked hard for and we don't have to give to anyone else. And we can only build from this. And it's thanks to you. And you, you don't even understand. I was bawling <laughs> because, because, you know, getting that validation that, you know, a risk and, and my and my mindset of, of having this vision for our family that, you know, we're not going to rely on a job that can lay you off anymore. We're going to try to build something and we're going to create a legacy for our family and for when I have kids that they can also be proud of and that we that you, you came to this country and it was for a reason it was to do something that maybe you wouldn't have been able to do in El Salvador which is where my family is from and you know that that moment meant a lot to me for for all those reasons like for me that was just like that was the beginning of of validation that what we were doing and and the struggles of especially you know the beginning stages of trying to grow something are hard there are a lot of obstacles that you have to get through there's a lot of learning curves that you have to get through and so that moment hearing him say that just meant a lot to me and it was very touching and I think we both had a moment we like hugged we both cried we were like it's our first paycheck like this is huge and so you know anytime now we receive paychecks like it means just that much to us like when when we get a check from a client like that means everything to us because it is what allows us to put food on the table it is what allows the people we employ to keep their families fed and so for us that's that's always major and and but that that moment was super touching to me I that just it really brought chills because it's so beautiful to see you know a person that has given us so much and now how can we help them and like you said this is truly a legacy this is something that for us, my grandpa passed it on to him. Now he's passing it on to us. And, you know, potentially like we can pass it on to future generations. And it's just been amazing to learn so much from him. He's such a free spirit. Like he's just such a person that goes after what he wants. He's not scared of life. And that's something that I have truly taken from my father is how unafraid he is. And he always says that, you know, like there's always a solution to things. Any advice that you want to give someone that might be struggling or working with their dad and just kind of offer some words of wisdom? Yeah, well, I think that one of the most important things that I've learned from working with my dad is speaking up for myself. Because although he has respected me in a lot of those business decisions, there's still that line that sometimes is crossed between being in business together and being father and daughter. And a lot of the times that father and daughter dynamic in our household is you respect your elder and whatever your father says goes. And, and so fighting through that and kind of working together and me speaking up for myself and saying, Hey dad, you know, this is why I think we should do this. And here are the reasons to back it up. And him coming to see that has been everything because I think that when we go into business with, let's say our fathers in, in the specific example we're talking about, or if you, if it is just another family member, it's going to be hard to, to separate those lines between family and business, personal and business. And so my biggest piece of advice is to stand up for yourself and, and know that your father has agreed to work with you or your family member has agreed to work with you. And so there's going to have to be that mutual respect. And if you stand up for yourself, you both will be better off for it. And with time, that respect only grows because you're standing up for yourself in a respectful way. 
Uh, and there will be a lot less tension. And I think that it's important for the two parties to value each other and love each other and, and respect each other. And that's what really makes these family businesses grow. And that's what truly makes it special that that there's a lot more at play than just your regular two business partners that maybe don't know each other because we're balancing a lot where there's a lot on the line. And there's that fine line. You, you always hear people say, you know, don't go into into business with your family. It's going to ruin things. But just know that, you know, it's really up to you. It's, it's, it's up to you to stand up for yourself and create those levels of respect where no matter what happens, whether the business succeeds or it doesn't, you are respecting each other and, you know, you are valuing each other. And so that's never going to be ruined by anything. So it's, it's, I think that's my biggest piece of advice. Stand up for yourself and, and have that mutual respect and build that mutual respect. And enable that, that, enable that to grow. I love that. I would just copy paste because definitely <laughs> just knowing that you need to separate family with business, even if it helps to like write down a contract or put it on, out on paper, like this is exactly what our roles are, are so important because we have gone through a lot of uh, those misunderstandings and just like not really agreeing on things with our family members where things don't turn the way we wanted them. But I think that as long as we're clear from the beginning, and that's something that my, my family is working on, um, having those clear uh, things and roles and, and stuff from the beginning so that you're able to separate family from business. Thank you so much, Jen, for hopping on with us here, talking to us, sharing your story. Um, where can we find you more about you and all of that? Yeah, well, you can follow my, my journey on HBIC Guide on Instagram. And also on HBIC Guide in my bio, you'll be able to find the links to Gen Contracting if you want to see our work and, and see what we're up to. And um, you can also follow my Femme Decor page, which is my online home decor boutique and the HBIC shop through that same bio. And I just want to say thank you for having me on. This has been great. I've always enjoyed talking to you. It's always a pleasure. And to everyone, just know that it's never going to be perfect. You know, a lot of a lot of things might seem perfect on the outside and we might share our journeys, but just know that whatever struggles you're going through, you can you can get through. And and like my dad says, todo se resuelve hablando. Yes, that is so beautiful. Thank you so much, Jen. Ladies, there you have it. Please let us know. Uh, if you're going through the same things, comment on our YouTube page or if you want as well on Instagram. Thank you again, Jen, and see you later, ladies. Mujeron, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mujeron podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review so you can help us get to so many more Mujerones. Don't forget, you can also watch our show on our YouTube channel where you can let us know in the comments if you like this episode or what other topics you would like us to talk about in the future. Keep shining, keep working towards becoming the Mujeron of your dreams.